0: Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shanny B. You can find me on all the socials at Shani B Movies.
1: And I'm your other host, Cisco, a.k.a. Misfit Minded. And you can find me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and at my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.
0: All right. And we're live. OK, hopefully.
1: Yep. And I see it's recording
0: okay yes yes hopefully no um technical difficulties but you know in this multiverse of madness i don't know what to expect so (laughs) exactly
1: that's perfect segue
0: yes i mean i still haven't seen it yet but i want to hear your bummer i know it was it's just crazy packed and i was like damn i can't do it
1: Uh, i mean yeah i was i was elbow to elbow with people so i know what you mean um but I, I took the L for Sam Raimi. I took that that L for Sam Raimi, and um, yeah. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna love it, man. I, like, you know, just I, I'm glad we watched Spider Man just so I could get into the, like his mindset with like filmmaking. But like, the horror in Doctor Strange was like Chef's Kiss, like definitely the most horror Marvel has ever gone, and I fucking loved like Wanda Vision. If you think Wanda Vision was like horror, nah. Doctor Strange mm. goes full Ramy campy whore. And yeah, I think you're going to love it.
0: <laughs> oh, that
1: so, That's yeah. so
0: good to hear. That's so good to hear. And honestly, I like, cannot are, wait.
1: Yeah, people are complaining about like the PG-13 of it or whatever. I'm like, get the fuck. I saw that on Twitter today. I was like, get over it. Like, there, yes, there's, there's blood in it. And it's like, there's some scary moments, but like it's not an R rating rated movie by any means. Like I think people are just gone soft a little bit and haven't, haven't seen a horror movie in a while (laughs) because yeah, Uh, there was nothing in there that was like, you know, triggering me or I understand if you have small kids, yes, there is some very dark, you know, imagery (laughs) and moments, but like it's PG 13. That's that's what a PG 13 is. That's right.
0: Oh. That's right. Yeah. And especially in the horror genre, PG-13 movies often end up being legitimately scarier than their R-rated counterparts, which use, you know, different tactics. Right. And that's what Sam is the best at, using tactics to his advantage in ways we never see coming. And I love him so much, and I'm so excited. So I'm glad that you liked it, and yeah. I don't care what Twitter says. Never will. So no stuff. And all the there. complaints
1: I've seen from people, like, I just, I don't agree. I don't, I don't... I don't see. They're like, you know, all this stuff about reshoots, and I'm like, I didn't see that at all, or like that, you know, Raimi had to compromise his vision, and I was like, if that's his compromised vision, then like, I mean, props, my dude. You like yep. you. <laughs> there's there was a lot. Uh, there was a lot of shit in there that I can't wait to talk about with you, but I, I I'll save that for when you do see it. I just wanted to yes. say. The I've, I'm all caught up on all the, like the last two three weeks of movies that and I can co-sign every movie that you've co-signed like have uh, <laughs> you know talked about and, r- and raved about everything everywhere all at once amazing, uh the, the Northmen, like oh my god just blew my mind and then uh massive talent was fun as well not as good as those two but like still <laughs> like a fun a fun uh. It- time i think it would be a nice double feature too if you uh i think uh one day i did the the double feature of northman and everywhere all at once but i think the better double feature is uh, massive talent and everything everywhere all at once absolutely (laughs) you're dealing with uh two two mega movie stars and their uh their personas in in movies and stuff like that and different versions of themselves so uh yeah. Absolutely. I love I loved it. I like anyone complaining about no original movies right now. I those three original, no IP, great <laughs> fun time at the movies, and then you can see Doctor Strange and get your Marvel, you know, IP movie out of the way too. It's it's a really good month. Like this is the first time I felt in a long time like movies are back. Like cinema is here. <laughs> yes.
0: Same i great. Yes, I'm 100% with you there. I feel like all of those movies had to be seen in the theater too because even Massive Talent mm-hmm. with an audience is next level. Like, the audience participation for that movie reminded me of when I was a kid being like, yes, the movies are the greatest place to go because people just can have fun again and the audience is at the Northman and everything everywhere. its It just is that shared experience that is the reason you go. So I, I'm with you. I'm like very excited for what it could mean and you know in a post-covid world where there's also been movies held over for us like it's only gonna get better
1: i will say two funny things though you bring up the audience part of it uh i had one guy snoring in the in the northman screening and i i was i almost threw my popcorn at him i was like are you fucking kidding me like how how it's long. I'll give you that. It's two and a half hours, but like I could not take my eyes off the screen. I don't know how you could fall asleep during that movie. Uh, yeah, what? He, he was an older gentleman, though, so who knows? Uh, and then the other one, <laughs> uh, the other funny part was uh, when I saw Massive Talent. Um, it is one of. The, it was one of those awkward times when like I realized I was laughing more than everyone else in the theater. <laughs> but i was like you know what you guys are missing out okay this is a fucking hilarious movie i don't know what what you guys came into expecting like uh i think once I, i i think maybe they weren't expecting it to be like a full out comedy or whatever. I don't know. Mm. I just uh, maybe they came into a little skeptical, but like from very early on, I was laughing like pretty hard. And I think once it, like the movie went on, like th- there was like a couple other guys that started like you know laughing too. And I'm like, oh, it's okay for us to laugh. I'm like, yes, this is a Nick Cage balls out Nick Cage movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you guys can laugh.
0: Oh. oh my god! And Pedro Pascal. He, Pedro Pascal is maybe like. One wow. of my all-time favorite actors. Every time he's there, he is perfect. No matter what movie or story or character he is playing, and he is next level sweet and funny in this movie in a way that's so unexpected. Their their yeah. uh, uh, chemistry together was Bromance. maybe my favorite part. I I, I love that movie.
1: Yeah, I, I thought I'm not. This might be a hot take. I think he honestly stole the movie for it to be a Nick he Cage movie. Did. I think Pascal came in and was like funnier and like you said he hit all the spots, the sweet the sweet spot and uh just uh it so was hard funny. not to it was hard not to root uh for him and I guess like for their bromance in it which which is kind of funny because it's ultimately about Nick Cage and his family but like is it though? It's also about Pedro Pascal. And yeah, <laughs> and he kind of his, uh, his love family. for Nick Cage. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Oh, you guys got to go see it's these the movies. Best. You just
0: yeah, yeah. They're like, are all highest so recommendations.
1: Good. Highest recommendations. Got to see them in the
0: theater too. The the Nicole Kidman intro at AMC theaters is grown oh, to be my yeah. favorite thing in the world because <laughs> it's such a litmus test for what your audience is going to be like during a movie. Mm. It's the best. So yeah, these ones
1: have to be seen and for sure. Nicole Kidman and Northman, fucking great. I thought she dude. killed it. She was amazing she, in the Northman. I was she's like so
0: fucking good. I
1: didn't even I like that cast is so incredible. I think I just forgot about some of those names and then I was like, oh shit, Nicole Kidman's in here, Willem Dafoe, like just Deep as fuck. Some of my all time faves in that movie. And not to mention, you know, Anya Taylor Joy, who have just like been in love with number one, with dude. Everything and she killed Same. it. Yeah, Robert Eggers, man, I don't know. It's like it's tough to say which of his movies is like my favorite, but I honestly think it might be the Northman. I like I loved Ooh. it that much. I don't know. I, I do like I love the witch and I and I like the lighthouse. But yeah, Northman just it was like it was like I've been telling people if you like Gladiator, it's like Gladiator with Vikings. And and everyone I tell yes. it to, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. Now. And I'm like, yes, you should because uh, it's it's that good. Yeah. It is. That's
0: so true. Yeah, I feel like it. I, I'm i having trouble. I I can't wait to see it again and really eat on it because I feel like the witch is my number one simply because there's just a couple of moments in there that are next level. And I feel yeah. like there were those in the Northman that I've to It's more of a slow to. burn.
1: It's more of a slow yeah, burn. For sure. When we came uh, out,
0: uh my my boyfriend was like, "Did you hear yourself audibly gasp during that last scene there?" And I was like, "I did. I I swear I did not recall literally <laughs> participating in this film, but I did. So in the North it, it left me with a lasting impression. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean, want to give the yeah. spoiler for the moment, yeah. but, but the ending is I fucking. I was epic. shocked.
1: <laughs> the ending is epic. <laughs> yeah." Uh, I also was listening to an interview with Robert Eggers recently on uh, the Big Picture podcast, which I highly recommend. That's one of my favorite. Oh, I love that podcast. Yeah, my favorite podcast. And uh, he was saying that there was like uh, originally the ending of The Witch was supposed to be Anya Taylor-Joy riding off uh, into the sky on a goat, on the goat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been amazing. And the,
1: and the only reason they they didn't do it is because the goat was too small and they couldn't figure out the logistics of her riding. That's so good. Know.
0: That's so good. That's so good. That's um, amazing. Wow, wow. You get some. I, mean, I would have You get some Valkyrie,
1: like, some Valkyrie uh, yeah. horse riding in in uh, the Northmen, which is like why I think that got brought up in the conversation. So. He, he, he got his uh, riding off into the sunset uh, scene, I guess, in The Northman. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh,
0: yeah, his work, it's been amazing in the films to watch the different ways he has learned things and compiled things and influenced himself in all these really cool ways. And so I love The Northman as like another entry. And I'm uh, already, I'm sort of like, and, and what are you going to research for the next two years while I watch The Northman over and over exactly. again and get excited for that?
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's just he's he him and Ari Aster are like right now like two of my favorite and I wanna see like and then Fuck coming yeah. up we got uh Alex Garland is back with uh his new A twenty four movie. And it's just like, man, like I said, movies are back. Like I'm just I'm so, so excited. <laughs>
0: Fuck yeah. Fuck uh, yeah. Just, and yeah, the, I, I love win. that
1: it's just called men. Like it's just it's a horror movie and it's just called men. Like what a troll what a troll title. <laughs>
0: so good i know i'm like i don't know what to do with it and yeah. i think that's my favorite thing about a movie is when i can see the trailer and they can probably give away a lot in that trailer and i still can't know and that means it's a good movie i feel like
1: i heard it's very uh esoteric i heard it's very esoteric which is i mean alex garland so but uh i heard like sense. the trailers don't don't uh really give away as much as like when when you see I mean annihilation god I love annihilation Ugh, too Dude like, annihilation just,
0: is so fucking good it's true
1: Yep I mean yeah yes. we could go all day on these but we're speaking really of speaking of sci-fi movies I want to get into our movie today uh because yes. this is such this is such a fun movie doesn't get talked about enough and nope. we have not done a Bruce Willis episode as of yet and we're about to change that right now so can't wait
0: that's right we're kicking it (laughs) off right here and now awesome okay today as we've alluded to we're talking about the 1997 film the fifth element classic sci-fi starring bruce willis mila jovovich gary oldman and sir chris tucker And it's uh, written and directed by Luc Besson. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on Amazon Prime right now. And it's kind of hard to explain, but it's about sort of an ex-military taxi cab driver who is seeking elemental stones that will help him create a weapon to save the world from evil. So it's... One of those types of stories, but yes. it's really what's in between <laughs> that is so mm-hmm. great about this movie. Um, so exactly. why don't you kick us off and just tell me, you know, are you a fan of this movie? What do you love? What do you hate?
1: Um, Yeah, this is a unique one, uh, not just because of like the storytelling and the filmmaking of it, which we'll get into. Uh, but it's not one that I like I saw as a kid and like grew up watching. And like, you know, it's like one of my favorites now. It's It's actually one where you know getting into film and like in these film communities as like more of a an adult and just hearing this movie get brought up again and again and again and and being like i should probably check this out a lot of people still you know talk about this one and like uh just as like uh, a bruce willis you know staple Mm. mila jovovich and uh just like its originality and it's like it's uh storytelling so yeah but i i do I, I i do like it um it's it's such a it's such a funny movie like to revisit now cuz it's like doesn't completely hold up uh but <laughs> like but like uh it it's definitely like a relic of the 90s but I, I like i said i appreciate that it's like so unique um and it's especially like that it takes place in the 23rd century but it has all these different weapons and costumes and and like spaceships and uh Like, I think it's one of those movies that like you either get it or you think it's like the dumbest shit ever. Like, there's like not. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) There is no middle ground. There's no middle ground. And but for those who, uh, you know, they want a a nice campy ride with uh, Bruce Willis um, doing his thing, Mila Jovovich. Um, maybe might be her best performance, honestly, uh, which we'll get into like, she's, it's she's so there. good in this. And, um, I just think like, this is a quote from Luke Besson that I found that I'm like, this explains really what he was trying to do. And I think he accomplished that. And that's, that's really what I do. What, when I gauge movies, that's my, like, that's mm-hmm. what Roger Ebert said too. But like, totally. what is the movie trying to do? Does it accomplish it? And is that, that's what makes it right. a good movie. So he said he right. wanted to show Luke Besson wrote and directed this movie, he wanted to show the future is not dark and dangerous, that this version of the future is very funny. And I think he 100 awesome. percent accomplished that he wanted he yes didn't wanna he make did the dark and serious you know uh you know I'm, I'm, i was thinking of like sort of movies during this time like tom cruise in minority report you know where everything yes. has this like sleek look to it you get tom cruise is not dyeing his hair blonde you know what i mean and there's <laughs> not like these fun uh aliens and stuff in there like no it's a dark and fucked up version of the future and this is like the complete opposite of that and i like it for that so that's why that's why i like this movie uh what about you though
0: yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I definitely remembered it differently, so it was really fun to revisit it now cuz in my head, I actually imagined it was that darker future. Like, I think I had just gotten it um con- you know, really confused with Blade Runner and decided they were sort of in the same space, but really rewatching it and being like this is amazing <laughs> and campy. And also, I of course could not remember the story. I was like, I don't remember anything that happens. I just have a lot of images I remember and As an adult, I really still couldn't quite track everything that was happening, but I did love that there were that there was this in-depth story that like clearly someone had thought every single uh, thread through because we have this really complicated story with like a million people i totally forgot that there was an extended cast and that this world was built out as much as it was but it it i don't know i guess like this time around i was sort of like you know when you're a kid you think a lot of movies are really good
1: (laughs) well this is this is another piece of it that i think uh you have to people have to understand as well because you're you're talking about this as a kid right luke was on wrote this script when he was in high school uh so he wrote the script when wow. he was in high school he didn't end up making it until he was like in his 30s uh at, at like in this wow. point but you have to like the the core ideas and like why i think a lot of this is so simple in the storytelling is because this is mm-hmm. coming from a teenage boy
0: <laughs> i love that so it well, does make so sense awesome.
1: it does make sense yeah you know, when yeah you that's think so about awesome it like to that. know yeah, yeah.
0: because I agree that like once I was like, oh, this is actually like a comedy, then I was able to try to appreciate it for all these other pieces, because I think exactly like you said before, you know what he set out to do here. I think he nailed. And the fact that it's a story that can come from this place of like a much more youthful and optimistic perspective also makes me feel better about how when I was a kid, of course, I connected to it. You know right. what I mean? I was like into this idea of a future because I, thank gosh, didn't live in this one yet.
1: And <laughs> a lot of sci-fi movies, I love sci-fi, okay? But like, he has a point. I mean, Alien, mm-hmm. Blade Runner, uh like Dark. all those movies are just like futures you do not want to live in. Annihilation, which we just <laughs> talked about, like it's in the title, okay? Like it's, it's not... <laughs> they're they're not they're not hopeful visions of uh of the future and so like to have like you said like one that's like saved by love like it's very simple it's very you know you could say it's idealistic but like there's something sweet to it and uh (laughs) and like kind of like you know like i know like i don't know how you could hate this movie for that you know what i mean i love
0: yes (laughs) i love the I love the juxtaposition of how, like, in the 90s, all dudes are, like, really rough around the edges dicks and Bruce Willis is, like, trying to be, like, I'm so taken aback by this perfect being. I'm, like, so in love with her, but also I am Bruce Willis, so I'm, like, coming off pretty rough. The, yeah, i still. love how strange their chemistry is and it feels like yeah. uh, futuristic or something it like fits in to whatever this reality is and i feel like each of the actors is on to that like mm-hmm. i love chris tucker in this movie i can't believe he was able to like zero yeah. in <laughs> on a version of himself he could see in the future or something and same with gary oldman like the choice to be a weird southerner in the future <laughs> who sees that coming yes oh my god with the buck right? teeth
1: the buck teeth oh my the god. weird hairdo the scene where he he's like he's like terrified of like mr shadow i believe his name is on the yes. you know, on the phone and his hair dye is like dripping down from his from his so forehead good. Oh a my lot God, of, dude. I realized that this time around, a lot of the information, like I said, it's so simple. It's like, You never even see this Mr. Shadow person, but, like, you get the fear just off of Gary Oldman's performance. Uh, There's a lot of that on here, you know what I mean, where it's, like, Bruce Willis. There's there's not, like, a lot of dialogue between him and Mila because she doesn't speak English for, like, the first half of the film. But you see Bruce's eyes and, like, as soon as, like, he's, uh, like, the rugged Bruce Willis we know. And as soon as Mila drops into his cab, he kind of changes. And he's, like, a little softer and, like, you know what I mean? It's all... It's all through the performances yep. and, and all through the, uh you know, through the action of the film, which I, I kind of like about this, too. It's like it's got a really nice pacing to it uh to where yeah like, you know what you need you need we need the elements we need these stones and then at the end we need to save the world like it's it's very totally. simple it's not and I think you know he did uh Valerian Luke Vasan years later Ooh. and I I think that one doesn't work because it's so convoluted like I couldn't tell you what that movie's about you know like <laughs> and that's that one neither great. That one's even like newer. That was only like you know a few years old, and it's just. But there's so I much tried. like we got to get from here to here, and then we got to like you know save this alien to get to. The, and it's just like it's too many working pieces, and too I much. think that movie's like over like two hours long as well, which is like, nah, yes, like, too too much. I Can't think this one's like two hours exactly around you know, but yeah, with, it's like per- fifty-seven, it's you know. Yeah, yep. it's it doesn't it exactly. doesn't really you know it drags a little bit, but not 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 like a Valerian
0: like uh, not at all. No, no, because it is ultimately anchored in, in a love story being what that fifth element really represents. Cause I think, you know, her being a perfect being, it could only exist for her to be in Congress with like the team that takes the world that saves the world basically. So I assume that with that anchor, you can't get too lost in like weird politics of alien races or strange cultural elements of, the new world and the, <laughs> I,
1: mean, I mean the cast of valerian 2 was like just set out for disaster i mean like i don't even remember their names but what's the the model it's so chick random and uh
0: delavine
1: delavine um, eyebrows and uh dude yes. who played hobgoblin in amazing spite like they are oh,
0: no yeah oh they are that? no Dane, Bruce Dane Dehan? Dehan. Is that that guy's yeah. name? fuck
1: I'm they're not, sure. not they are <laughs> not Bruce Willis and Mila. They has like zero chemistry in that movie.
0: <laughs> so. Seriously.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I like think Clive the- Owen was the bad guy? I mean, like just yeah really sh- like again you're not gary oldman like you're not it's like it's like every casting decision was like worse in Valerian, like <laughs> the ultimate yep, yep. worst decision uh compared to the fifth element which helped them a lot in this movie i think because totally. if you have bad actors that aren't uh convincing and aren't like trying to sell sell themselves with this material it's not going to work it's just it's so ridiculous right. you need to be convinced and everyone in here is like a hundred percent in on these performances like especially like absolutely. you said chris tucker chris tucker as you oh. might even argue is like almost too committed at some point so it's like he is screaming yeah,
0: absolutely right the top
1: of screaming and sometimes where i'm like okay like this is a little too much for me but i get it like he, he he's trying to play this over the top character too uh yes. so yeah and that there's a there's an alternate casting for for that that i don't know if you want me to say it now but that, yes it could, oh it my could god have, say it. It could have been even crazier. So, I mean, obviously, you know, like what he was going for is kind of like a, you know, Prince Michael Jackson... Uh, you know, riff in the future, mm-hmm. and uh, their first uh, what they what they wanted was Prince for the movie, and they they didn't get him. But can you imagine?
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been insane. That would have been insane, but yeah. pretty awesome too. I mean, awesome. I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. here for that. And I, I, I feel yeah, like
1: I I do hear people complain about his performance too. Like even more than I'm just saying right now. And I'm like, when I tell that to them, I'm like. Is that not like how Prince or Michael Jackson would react in that type of situation? You know what I mean. Like he mm-hmm. nailed what he was going for. Again, like he he Absolutely. was going for that that like feminine pop star. You know, that gets the lady still like in several scenes. I mean, he has there's a whole sex scene in here, <laughs> which is a, it's a it's a PG-13 movie, but there's a lot of like sexuality in this uh, from Ruby Rod and even from Mila and, and certain Absolutely. scenes and every uh, flight attendant having just massive titties like.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yes. Everywhere. Yes.
1: Everywhere. The French, the French are some freaks. If you didn't already know this. Right. Uh, <laughs>
0: the future is abundant is yeah. the message here
1: so uh but yeah I don't even know where I was going with that but
0: no no <laughs> but no, no massive I, I sexuality
1: from pop stars girls losing their minds when uh yes. Michael Jackson steps on stage and fainting like that's what they were going for and they, again mission accomplished <laughs>
0: absolutely absolutely because I totally agree with you that it's about the commitment to performance everyone included here you know that's what also makes this movie work so well is that each of these actors is so good at doing that they're that kind of actor especially Mila Jovovich who I feel Mm -hmm. like has gotten a raw deal because she got stuck in franchise parties because she really has something so raw and grounded about her and I don't know if you ever peeped The Messenger it's the Joan of Arc Biopic that she did in like 90 no. something. It is so good. It is so huh. good. I saw it as like a small child and it truly horrified me and it took me a long time to rewatch it, but <laughs> she is so good in it. And it reminded me a lot of her performance in this movie too, where like she will bring her raw, open like availability to Mm -hmm. every part that she plays. And that is what works so well here, because that's kind of like what we need out of a perfect being who could unite the human race is to be that open and that available. You need someone,
1: you need someone that has that just like stunning, like, out there look to them uh that mm-hmm. could pull off that like you know mystery and like confusion and like this person just dropped like from another planet. And like some of the yes. other like ca- some of the other castings like I-, I was seeing like that were considered were like just like we were saying for Spider-Man, like Julia Roberts, I saw like probably just because she has red hair, and I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> like she's she's beautiful, get nah. me wrong, but that's not the right energy you need for Lilu, Le- 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 you know, in this movie. Uh I, I think right. Mil- Mila was the person perfect choice like that was like 100% the perfect choice and you know just so in true. her physical beauty but also just like in like you know there's stuff about how committed she was to learning to l- the language uh to where at one point you know which is completely made up by the way uh that her her and Luke Bassan worked on and at at uh You know, during the end of the filming, they could talk to each other in the in the different language. That's how good they were in at communicating that. You know, so it's like she she just again threw herself into this role. And uh, those are some of my favorite moments. Actually, is like when she first you know comes and uh, Bruce Willis is like trying to communicate with her, and she doesn't speak English. And you know, she's like try like you know, bada boom, bada boom, (laughs) like (laughs) trying to like mime out like, and he's like, oh yeah, I know what boom is, I know what boom is. so <laughs> like, good it's just so cute and like uh yeah it's 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 uh well, it's funny that he's, yeah it's earnest yeah
0: Exactly. Like I don't know how. I. It's so rare to be able to be like very hot and then also very fragile and earnest. Mm -hmm. I don't know how some actresses do that, but Mila Jovovich is one of them. Yeah. And yeah, she just nails it. I feel like perfect. They call her perfect like twenty
1: times in this movie.
0: (laughs) I was gonna say she is literally exactly the perfect perfect being being they needed. You know, she (laughs) nails it, nails it. And I, I guess I, I kind of like the easiness of this. I like that things are campy and things are what they are at face value. And I, I didn't know that that was because he was young when he wrote it, but I kind of like that it gets to exist because I think that's what contributes to the darkness of the other futures. They get too complicated and Mm -hmm. why wouldn't they get easier
1: and a a lot of inspiration too like uh, i think there's a ton of special features like i couldn't even fit him in Uh, but i watched mm. the one i the one i did watch uh was about it was like these comic book these french comic writers talking about how luke basically uh as a lifelong reader and fan of them uh just phoned them up and was like hey do you want to make your own sci-fi movie with me like i'm a cute i've been reading your work my entire life i want your wow. you guys to help me make this and so they helped him craft this vision of the future in uh in the fifth element uh and one of the writers actually did uh was the uh, author of valerian the because that was a comic first which he would you know he ended sense. up directing, and you know, not as successful. But, uh, but you know, tried. I think I just, I just think that's cool. That's another layer to it, to like what you're saying, where comics are very simple in their storytelling and their plotting. You know what I mean? Like it's not, but they can be it, so powerful. It, but yeah, exactly. It's like you go, know, you get, you got the love angle, you got the the emotion and the the world ending stakes. But uh, you know, not not anything to where you know like a kid watching this, you know what I mean? For the first time, wouldn't be able to understand what's going on.
0: Exactly. Right. It translates the way that it should translate where any audience member could be able to pick it up. And just because that means it will be simple enough for a child doesn't mean it's not still valuable. And I think my favorite movies are ones that I can rewatch through the eyes of growing up. And this one is, I think, a great rewatch because thinking that it's 25 years old is kind of insane. I can't even imagine that.
1: Yeah. Right? I mean like it's so weird. Some of the effects kinda gave it away, I think, a little bit and the and (laughs) even like the the makeup on uh some of the mo- the creatures you know it's like they're clearly just guys in suits uh in these like <laughs> giant suits i'm into <laughs> but, that though i,
0: I can get yeah. down with a little bit of that every once in a while for sure it's
1: camp it's camp you know what i mean so like once you once you you realize that you kind of i kind of give it a past uh at least a multi-pass uh have you uh but <laughs> uh, yeah, i mean for- like
0: Honestly, I wish this one did have a little bit more uh, around the love story pieces and around Mm. some of the stuff of of having these characters be more integrated because it did kind of feel like they were apart for too long. Like Chris Tucker feels like he has his whole own movie within this rather than being like they're all on this adventure straight up from the jump. You know what I mean? I like missed more of the buddy pieces in this one.
1: Yeah, so that actually is a perfect segue because I want to get into the questions and plot holes we had for this. Uh, And Mm -hmm. that was actually like one of mine that I had to where... It's not as, I'm not saying it's as bad as Jar Jar Binks in episode 1 of Star <laughs> Wars but like at a right. certain point I'm going does Ruby Rod need to be along for this ride you know when he's at at the mm. end when they're when they're finally putting the elements in place and it's like I think Okay. I think structurally they probably were like there's four elements we need four guys to like put them there probably Despite. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, I mean, once the the one guy blows on it and it works and he could just go to the next one, you know what I mean? Like he (laughs) did. It's not like they had to stand there the whole time. That would be different, I guess. But yeah, Ruby Rod, I I think like if he would have just like because that that uh, that vacation uh, yacht scene uh in space lasts for it's it's a whole that's like the main set piece of the movie uh so if if he ended when they leave there i wouldn't i would have been like that was a great cameo and that would have been it but then when he goes with them on the ship and he's like i'm like oh ruby Rods still here (laughs) (laughs) he's he's still here
0: yeah Yeah. that's what i mean when i say like he's in his own movie is that like his character is over the top so he either needed to be better integrated or maybe a little less of the story because it's it is a little too it is a lot uh as you're pointing out
1: (laughs) it's 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 a different tone for sure um some other ones i had (laughs) were uh I don't understand why. So the first time Zorg gets the stones delivered to him, it's just the empty box. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, of course, pissed at that. And he's like he and he so he goes himself to retrieve the stones, gets the box right. again, doesn't open the box until he gets to his own ship. And I'm like, bro, you the first time like fool me once, you know, <laughs> it's like, yes. why why did you not check before you 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 made the trip? And then it shows him going back on the uh the cruise line to try and get it again so it's i don't know it was, it was kind of like i don't know like yeah
0: he like sets a bomb and then he has to turn his own <laughs> bomb off <Yeah. laughs> it's a little silly it's a definitely a little it gets silly. pretty goofy
1: it's it pretty goofy and then uh yeah the last one i had too was just like at the end with the this was definitely i think like high schooler writing when uh you know when they, mm. they put when they put the elements in place at the end and it's like she says like you know Fire to light the match for fire and rain for the water and blah blah and they're they're like they're it's like Bruce Willis thinking hard like oh what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like what so like good. just try like I was like you have a match like try and do that for fun like I don't know. I was I I have seen Guys. this movie before, but I'm just like it to me it wasn't that complicated what she said. Like it was pretty straightforward. It wasn't like the mm-hmm. Riddler you know, doing a URL in the new Batman movie or something like something. Exactly. <laughs> like, pretty straightforward. Fire for fire. Uh, win for win for wind. Water for water. Right. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, that was, right, that we're was in a, a mystical uh, like, like,
0: space. Yeah. You know, consider the mystical pieces. It's easy. Uh, it's pretty easy. Yeah.
1: And then their kids was the the fifth element was love, you know. So
0: there it is. Oh, isn't it always?
1: Yeah. But I I like that
0: though. I miss that in in movies, and I like that in the '90s. They never they could never sleep on a a love story, forced or not. So this one in particular is cute because I love these actors, and it's enough. It's got the the sweetness of youth. So I'm into it.
1: Usually, you know, uh, you know, hetero story between two white people. But, you know, hey, you know, like...
0: <laughs> yep, we need one get, or you, two of those. You
1: get what you get. <laughs> like in the, that's what they were making in the 90s, so...
0: <laughs> that's exactly right. That's uh, exactly right. And you know what? It's been a long time, which is kind of crazy. So we'll see. Because I yeah. feel like movies are starting to turn around and we're getting more romance. We're getting more, like, sexiness oh, going yeah. nowadays. diverse, so. for
1: sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's exciting to revisit the 90s when it was like... They're just going to go ahead and kick that off with like a kiss that she's like, Whoa, I was asleep. So here's a gun to your head. I, I love that that still exists
1: on screen right. and we'll
0: never lose it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I know. So I see that. Is that, is that uh, one of your uh, plot holes and questions? I see that, I think, here too. What, what so did you good. have?
0: it killed me but, i mean like you know like the the plot holes are not even that problematic they're just so 90s and they're also uh you know like young or whatever because i feel like it's all endearing it's and sleeping beauty romantic about you know
1: what i mean sleeping um, beauty
0: yeah exactly I was gonna say it's like a, th- these are just old romantic constructs and while they're problematic I guess they're it's also a movie and it's also a time that doesn't exist anymore so it's I really like revisiting it
1: I guess anyone trying to put that as a plot hole too like she does point a gun to his head and basically is like yeah try that again bitch like
0: <laughs> yeah she's like excuse me I was fucking sleeping
1: and, uh, <laughs> and so then Bruce, Bruce Willis immediately shouldn't have done that uh, should not have done that <laughs>
0: Right. We need, we need more of those kinds of yep. scenes in movies regardless, because they at least show you like the reparative space of like, listen, if you're into someone, there are other ways to make moves.
1: Consent. <laughs> Consent is important, people. Uh- <laughs> totally.
0: Totally.
1: And I do love, too, that, you know, speaking of that, like I that Bruce Willis they bring back like the diehard talking to himself trope, which Bruce Willis love is it. like the master of, uh, in these yes. action movies. And like, yeah, yep. th- the whole, the whole beginning of the movie, he's like by himself. And he's like, uh, you know, when, when she's like, you have five points left on your license, he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I know. Like, <laughs> yes. I <love> it. <laughs> it's like that's, that's, that's why you cast Bruce Willis in this movie. Uh, you know, and I didn't even exactly. see any other, like, considerations for Bruce Willis in this movie. So I don't even know if there was any, like, I think this was like the one name on the top of, of Bassan's list. And, uh, Well, Willis wasn't in at this time period if people are wondering Mm -hmm. like this is this is like a very weird spot in his resume Uh, if you look at his 90s output not as successful as the 80s he had just come off of some flops with uh, Hudson Hawk and uh, I think bonfire the vanities and yeah (laughs) he also
0: did the color of night which is like basically a soft core
1: yeah, I don't know if you've so, ever seen it, I have it's it, hilarious. But <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of these 91s honestly, but uh yeah, a lot of, so funny. he wasn't he wasn't in the best position to turn down roles, is what I'm saying. Is probably why he was like, you know what? And uh he did say that he read the script and he thought it was fun though and loved it and wanted to do it. It wasn't just like desperation, so And it's the best
0: way. Yeah, it's the best way for him to also stay like true to himself, because I think the best kind of character he plays is one that gets to be self-aware, is one that is raw in the way that Bruce Willis, you know, only Bruce Willis can be. And I feel like The Fifth Element is just a reminder of that, that like the 80s happened and he existed there, but a version of him can exist in the 90s and even in the future because Mm. he's sweet old Bruce and he's just a lover at heart.
1: A classic. I love it a classic and like i I love to like one of the small things i love is like the cigarettes in the movie where like the filter is like 75 percent of the cigarette so good some of the choices in here are just like amazing like it just makes me laugh every time he he like when he lights it at the beginning he take he literally takes like four puffs and it's like done (laughs) it's
0: like Right, moderation just in the future. Such a, really it's such like a
1: small, it's such a small detail, but like you know, it, it, they one of the the voice thing is like you know you have to quit, and he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> Uh, the, oh, the slapstick so the slapstick and the humor uh, from Bruce Willis goes a long way like the scene too I'm thinking of where like the, the general uh, they come to recruit him for the mission and tell him like that he you know he won the contest and he has to like hide them in all of these like spots in his apartment
0: <laughs> yes it's oh my so God. The silly fridge, it's so bed. goofy so good
1: uh, yeah and then he ends up and then they I think the implication is that they're dead is like that they froze to death like or something
0: like. but they do they do, they do wake up at the end. They are talking. Oh, later that's in the right. Week, that's right. That's right. I didn't think about that, and I was like, "So he just Wait. killed them?" But they did show up at the end, thankfully. You're right. And I you're guess he did right. get Ian home out of the bed that was wrapped in yeah. plastic, where he was and he did hit him to be suffocated. fair. He did hit
1: him immediately after that with the trophy. So. That's true. They, they got balanced. some. Yeah, they got some ballots there. Um, but yeah, let's talk <laughs> about the uh, the filmmaking performances. Any other we kind of touched on a lot of these already. But any other ones totally. that you wanted to just spend some time uh, time on a little more?
0: I mean, I just really have to admire the production design, costumes, makeup, you know, hair. Like the look of this movie is so amazing and still holds up as just incredibly creative and imaginative in a way where I still am like, wow, what an what a cool design. Like, you know, her I know she's like basically naked, but that tape outfit yes. of hers that she wears is so fucking cool amazing like, it's yeah. so cool it And really is. I, I just i'm so grateful for that kind of like really tactile world building before cg really took over there was just so much more practical tangible things and this mm-hmm. movie is has so many of them and i loved how rich the world felt um, yeah. Oh, so I mean, good.
1: several scenes where she, you do see some like her tits, like and like she is naked, which is like, yeah, insane out. for I mean, a PG-13 she's movie.
0: She's always down, though. She's like out here like, oh, should I start the films naked? I'll always start every <laughs> film I'm in naked. Is that OK? It really not feels complaining like it all,
1: But just saying like, <laughs> this is probably why my parents did not show this to me when I was a uh, youngin. Uh, <laughs> yes. Amazing. I have to imagine. Uh, but yeah, like. To your point, I guess, like some of the things that, you know, I found was like that this was the most expensive film made outside of the U.S. at the time. Uh, so wow. that's why all of the production design and everything looks so clean and so good. And also, mm-hmm. I think to the the costuming, uh, th- so the guy who wrote Valerian, th- those are like very old comics. Uh, and there's, uh, you know, some speculation that George Lucas stole from Valerian a lot of his ideas and even like the look of Star Wars. And so oh, <laughs> I think some of some that's of that like you know so you see that taper thing and you get like you can kind of like get reminded of stuff like that but I think this was them uh. trying to like reclaim some of that which is weird because then in episode 2 I think George Lucas rips off the the taxi cab like you know the cars in the air things you know what I mean like yeah. where it's like so I don't know. Maybe there's some validity to that. I don't. It's it's real weird. It's real weird because that's. I I think I, I obviously saw episode two before this movie, but like you know, watching this movie and right. realizing like, oh, this was like a whole like five years before Attack of the Clones was made, and like that scene is very similar to where Anakin is hanging off mm-hmm. of the cars and fly and like you know jumping down and diving into into other cars. Like that's the fifth element. That's oh, <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the. I cab mean, it's scene.
0: also. It's yeah. in Total Recall uh, space too. Like there, it's so yeah. interesting how a lot of the time the futures they all end up kind of operating under similar rules and spaces, and that's what makes the Fifth Element so amazing too. Is it, it's joining in on that, but it is doing it in such a, a such a campier, grounded way where you're like, yeah, but if you were like a regular person in the future, where like you were saving the world, but like in a Saturday morning cartoon kind of way, it would be way more fun, and it would be this. kind kind of exciting rather than trying to be billed as like a heavy action sequence. So I feel like that's kind of cheesy.
1: That's true. I mean, and I have to, like we don't have a, a, lines like segment, but I have to say some of my favorite lines in this movie. There's so many. Please. Um, Absolutely. Bruce Willis uh, t- telling uh, Lilu at the, when they first meet, I only speak two languages, English and bad English. Uh, love that. <laughs> and I guess that was improvised by Bruce Willis. So, you know, again, so props to, to be wills um, We already said that it was wrong to do that after he kisses her. Love that one. Right uh gary oldman when he introduces the the zf1 uh weapon which is like basically like the superman of weapons it's just like let's throw mm-hmm. everything into this one gun uh right. yes. like my favorite moment of that is when uh you know he's like he's listing off all the different ones and he's like flamethrower my favorite looks into camera and then and then shoots it <laughs> yes <laughs> like yes. yeah the humor the humor in this is a very like underrated element i feel like to where yes yeah, Sorg, especially, is just like so crazy. And like the scene where he chokes on the cherry, and he's like basically almost dies from a cherry. And like, yeah, you get uh you get uh do the the priest basically just like letting him almost die, just like eat like savoring that moment, the moment of him in pain. Uh, Yeah, that's a great moment. And then uh I love just Chris Tucker. Anytime he wants someone to get out of his way, he just does the little like buzzing, like. (laughs) Yes, (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes!
1: <laughs> Just oh, he's the best. So so amazing. Uh yeah, and then pretty much all of his lines as as Ruby Rod, like, you know, when he the sex scene of Articular 2, where she's like, when he's like, you're putting me in this position, he goes, I don't want one position. I want all the positions.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Incredible. Exactly. Incredible stuff. You know, I think that's high school writing at its finest. That's high school boy writing. Finest. At its finest.
0: <laughs> yes. High school writing at its finest, coupled with committed performances at their finest and comedic timing of yeah. genius level on everyone's part here. Because I also feel like each of these actors is very smart about how to do comedy as well, like even mm-hmm. Mila Jovovich, and especially Bruce Willis. You know, they don't always get to be doing comedy, but I think they absolutely understand it so even though i don't think any of them was looking to portray absurd i think they all understood how to be in this world together and i i just love that 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 that's so unique to this movie because i can't i can't really find another movie i feel is that open
1: and the editing i think adds to the comedy as well to where like the sex scene the sex scene is intercut with the launch to where yes, you know it's uh you know implied like the climax of the sex scene is you know lift going for liftoff <laughs> yep. Yep. uh to where, off. Like, so we're like there yeah exactly <laughs> Blast off. and uh you know other ones too where it was like uh like dialogue is like repeated or like answered from different characters you know what i mean like it's it's right. even though they're, they're not in the same room it's like I think that makes it it makes it zippy, too. It makes like we were talking about the pacing, like even though it's two hours, it feels like very fast. Like it, it did not feel two hours at all um, to me. So. um, So, yeah, we're running out of time here, but I do want to get into the amazing action and stunts. Uh, so, yeah, what stunt or set piece stuck out to you?
0: I mean, you mentioned the taxi chase, which of course is dope, but I think I really liked the opera fight uh, where Mila was defending herself and sort of dance fighting and and you just mentioned the editing and that scene's editing is so fun and the intercut Mm -hmm. between her and the performer. That one's definitely the one where I'm like, and this is another piece of this movie that is unique to this movie. Nailing it. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, it's. I had the like that is such a long scene. It's like you can break down so many different parts of it. Uh, the you know the Mila fight with (laughs) the with the with the aliens is like pretty goofy. Like it's not. I wouldn't really call that like amazing stunts. Like it's like she punches behind her and then punches in front of like two guys are taken out. It's like that type of like goofy. You know, Jackie Chan level like comedy yes. but, but not like to his you know obviously expert level like it's it's uh the slapstick right. yeah but i, so I, I did yep. i did have the same uh you know like scene uh where you know they're in the but it was like specifically there's a scene where bruce's stunt double and you could I mean on the Blu-ray you can tell it's a stunt double. Uh but amazing. <laughs> but he uh he jumps from the balcony of this like very extravagant uh you know place onto the, into, behind the bar, which is like it was it looked like a pretty, pretty high jump. And uh and Damn. like the, ex- the explosions were real back then, you know what I'm saying? So like Hell yeah, uh I love like another explosion I think is is really well done, is when uh Zorg uh this, the weapon scene again when uh, he's he's talking about I wonder like you know, if they press the red button and then one of the guys does and he's like smoking while the explosion goes behind him. And it's like it's the cool yes. villain, cool bad guy, you know, explosion moment. But yeah, I had for my stunt, though, the, you know, Bruce Willis jumping down. That's that's a iconic action guy like scene move. Or, yeah, or move. Yeah. So like he, he does it in Die Hard when he jumps off the, you know, the top of the, you know, Nagatomi Plaza. So. Uh, I had I had to run that back for for his the best stunt for this. So
0: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What about the best kill? What which? What's your favorite kill in this one?
1: Um, yeah, like you 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 pretty much had the same one as me. But I do want to put like uh, some honorable mentions. Like again, what the explosions? Like so many explosions in this movie, especially like yes. in the in the second and third acts. Uh, Zor glowing up from his own bomb uh <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty i dollar. guess not his own bomb but like you know the aliens get payback uh you know finally on him and, and 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 get him uh bruce willis blowing up the aliens too like uh when uh, he sets it and he tells ruby rod like count to 10 and <laughs> ruby's yes. like sing, singing with the you know his his microphone on his face to like the auto tune yep. singing got to 10 uh, i thought was great and then uh so good I th- I so no I'll do I'll do mine different than yours so we have some variety here but I'll put uh mm. I like the 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 one alien that lets down Zorg for the last time uh he calls him from the phone booth and he's like I'm sorry sir it won't happen again and Zorg's like I know boom the phone booth explodes and it's like and I I was like looking at it too and it, it almost looked like he turned to stone or something like it was a very like if you look at that scene it's like it almost it's not a typical like you know you don't see what like like you see a remaining like i guess maybe that's just like a prop uh you know thing they had like standing in for him but it looked i don't know i thought it looked even cooler that that it, you know you see him there and kind of just disintegrate you know but his body yes. is, like the outline of his body is still there uh so yeah i'll put that as my favorite and then i'll let you have probably my real number one but uh yeah (laughs) what's your favorite of course
0: it's the best kill of the movie because it's (laughs) it's got that like uh like you mentioned before the best lines it's got that exact line that has to happen at the end of the movie when uh you know he comes out and shoots the um uh he shoots the alien leader who's trying to negotiate with him yep. for something. I can't even remember now, but uh and he just pops him right in the head. He just comes <laughs> right out, shoots him in the head, and he's like, anyone else trying to negotiate? <laughs> so good.
1: No notes. So it's, good. No notes. Yeah, yep. he was What well, he says, I love the I love like all the clu- like all the guys in here are clumsy idiots, pretty much for the most part. Yes. Uh you mm-hmm. know, and I do think that's like another like aspect I like about this movie that the perfect being a.k.a. God is a woman and uh, yeah. all the all the guys in here are, like I said, bumbling idiots. The guy bumbling. that the 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 negotiator guy that was like, he's like, you want to you want to take this? He's like, I've never negotiated before. Like yes. <laughs> you can take it. And so good. Uh, and so I, I, I like the aspect of it. And yeah, he's like, you know, without their leader, you know, they're powerless. And so he's like, oh, there goes the leader. And then, you know, pops him in the perfect headshot. Uh, Yeah, yep. that's a great that's a great scene, too. Uh, I really like so that. One, so good.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I can't I can't always remember all the details, but these moments, they stick with me hardcore. And especially, you know, the framing of that shot. It's like everybody here just knows exactly what they're doing. And so the yeah. stunts they do and the moments that they capture are they nail. You know, I I feel like nothing is wasted in this one. And I always appreciate that. Maybe Chris Tucker's a lot, but nothing's wasted. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe could have trimmed out like a a little bit of Chris Tucker. That'd be my only note. But other than that, perfectly fine 90s sci-fi romp. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. yeah, some of the at least I'll share some of the special features and we can get out of here. Um, I already went through a lot of these, actually, so shouldn't take that long here. But uh, so, yeah, one thing uh, Bassan uh, demanded was that uh, most of the action shots shots in the movie take place in broad daylight as he was reportedly tired of the dark spaceship corridors and dimly lit planets uh, that were common in science fiction movies. Wanted a brighter cheerfully crazy look as opposed to a gloomy realistic one uh which Uh. uh, yeah i i that's if i'm being honest too like you know to bring it back to dr strange that's one of the things i love about dr strange is like the opening you know set piece action set piece of dr strange broad daylight in new york and i was like i don't Uh. i haven't remembered uh like the that's one of my problems with the mcu is like that everything is so dark all the time and in like you know, in no light. And I was like, is is like what was it like Spider Man or Avengers like the last time they had like a straight up New York City like scene like that? Like it's been a long Pretty time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like even yeah, there's even, like maybe half scenes here and there
1: even no way home i thought like the finale was like just all at night in that like it was very muddy and i couldn't see what was going on and so yeah so i i i agree with him that i i like that about this movie too is like even though by doing that you can tell some of the stuff looks fake like it's you know what i mean it's 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 a a different take on it it's a different look and it it makes it stand out among the sci-fi movies
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, ultimately, we're watching a movie and that's okay too. And sometimes it's nice to be able to see that this is a movie's vision rather than working so hard to, you know, cover every seam that it's weird, you know?
1: Exactly. Um, Yeah. So I I mentioned uh, this was the most expensive movie ever at the time outside of Hollywood. It cost 80 million U.S. dollars. Uh, and wow. the visual the vfx budget was the highest of its time so even though you can say they're dated effects at the time this was you know edge you know the edge of of uh, effects work at the time they spent the most money wow yeah we mentioned uh you know prince and michael jackson uh and prince was the first oh, yeah. choice but didn't ultimately work out gary oldman played zorg as a cross between the- Uh, the presidential candidate Ross Perot and Bugs Bunny Uh, Wow
0: I see both of those in there Nailed it
1: So that that was great Um, Gary Oldman is such a good friend of Bassan that he took the part without reading the script uh, to repay him for uh, I guess Bassan financed his uh, movie nil by mouth and then when he he was asked in a 2014 interview if he liked the movie Oldman said oh no I can't bear it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it was it was me singing Oldman. it was me singing for my supper because luke had come in and partly financed my film so wow. i mean good good friend wow. but come on old man like this is that's some uh yeah. you know classic old man yeah enjoy the. i know you're an oscar winner now but you know enjoy enjoy the, the stuff that got you there jared leto exactly. Jared, <laughs> you too yeah yeah come on
0: <laughs> yeah it's um, true his He nailed it. He's accurate. And, you know, you got to love when people uh, when people have to try to you know change their image so they they get all funny in the future because yeah i can't wait to rewatch this one again in like another 20 years when i'm like a weird old lady or something and i'm like what oh the future does look like this
1: (laughs) i welcome this this type of these type of movies because now we do not get this this much fun and this this these visions you know anymore um that's right this I didn't really I realize until I read this, but it's true. Uh, the hero Corbin Dallas and the villain uh, <laughs> Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg, crazy name. Yeah, never, never meet, nor they do they communicate with each other in any way throughout the entire film. They are aware of each wow. other, uh, but they are unaware of the other's involvement in the main plot. The only time they appear in the same scene is at the end when Corbin flees uh the hotel hangar but zorg passes by them you know he they hide and yeah, then he zorg doesn't... just misses them wow <laughs> so
0: amazing hilarious wow. that that's it's kind of again
1: awesome. so different from action movies there's no final confrontation between bruce willis and the villain like die hard uh nope. you know so that's that's different and then uh yeah last one i'll say here bruce willis spoke favorably favorably of the movie in the 99 interview concluding it was real fun to make Chris Tucker and Mila Jovovich also spoke favorably with their experience uh, with Lupusan. Jovovich described it as the first really amazing director I had worked with. So wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I
0: love her. She's the best.
1: Just to shout out the names to of the cartoonist and are the comic guys Jean Claude Mezier and uh, yeah, that's the the person that they said like nice. Star Wars kind of ripped off some of the costumes and Vader's costume, Leia's bikini. All that, some of that yeah, stuff let's, ripped off from Valerian. Let's make sure so not? I do want to shout out uh, to the the original authors that inspired this movie. So,
0: yes, All thank right. you for your stuff, guys. All yeah. right, cool. Uh, let's uh, get out of here. Remind the people where they can find you.
1: Yeah, you can uh, follow the show at Action Movie Buffs on Instagram. Uh, we got over 100 followers. So appreciative Woo. of you guys. And uh, this is actually the one year anniversary of this show movie buffs we've been doing this for a whole year i looked it up Whoa. Uh, yeah this i think it was may 7th was the first episode we did last year uh so yeah one, one year of, of doing this so it's been been a fun ride uh and you can find me on twitter at rampage underscore misfit my movie pages at misfit underscore minded on facebook instagram and twitter
0: Nice. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Shani B. Movies. And if you came late to this live show, you can find this episode of Movie Buffs this Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher Podcasts. And of course, if you love streaming content, later tonight, I'll be doing Stream Queens um, and we'll be reviewing the new Netflix documentary of about Marilyn Monroe and the unheard tapes. So if you're into it, come by. Um, all right. Thank you again for listening and thanks for for being at the one year anniversary so exciting yeah happy anniversary um, hopefully yeah <laughs> thank you thank you uh, hopefully we'll catch you guys next time on another edition of movie buffs mm-hmm.